Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you.
Now, there we go. Good morning, Mount Calvary. It's been a while since I've been up here to say that to y'all. So I'm glad to look out and see all my wonderful congregants in here. Amen. Amen. Good morning, those that are worshiping virtually with us, too. We send you love and greetings this morning from our King, Jesus Christ. Now, if you will, will you stand with me as we welcome the King of Kings and Lords of Lords into our presence today. This morning, we are going to Psalm 122 and I will be reading from the New International Version I rejoice with those who said to me let us go to the house of the Lord our feet are standing in the gates of Jerusalem Jerusalem is built like a city that is closely compacted together that is where the tribes go up and the tribes of the Lord to praise the name of the Lord according to the statues given to Israel. There stands the throne of judgment and the throne of the house of David. Pray for peace of Jerusalem that those who love you be secure, that there will be peace within your walls and security within the citadel. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, peace be within you. Let us pray. Our Father, which is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We thank you today, Lord, that you saw fit to wake us up this morning. We thank you, Lord, that you have brought us through another week. We thank you, Lord, that you have forgiven us for our sins that we have committed in thought, word, or deed, and that they have been cast into the sea of forgiveness. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that we were able to walk in here this morning to give you praise. We pray for those that are sick, whether they're at home, the hospital, or the nursing home. We ask that you send your healing touch to them, Lord Jesus. Let someone stop by to give them comfort and encouragement that you are the God of healing. Father, we just thank you for the shepherd that you have placed over this flock. We ask, Lord, that you will continue to guide him. He will continue to hear your voice and do what thus say the Lord. Father God, now we just welcome you into this house of worship. We give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory because you are truly worthy, truly worthy to be praised. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we give you honor and glory. You may be seated. Before we start service, I always like to give y'all a little something to lift your spirits and I heard a story from one of our members here that I want to share with you there were children in school one day and the teacher decided to ask them where do you find Jesus and Sally said oh I find Jesus 
everywhere. He's everywhere. He's outside. He's inside. He's in my heart. She asked, Billy, where do you find Jesus? He said, oh, I find Jesus in church. That's where I find him. And then she asked Johnny, where do you find Jesus? He said, I find Jesus in the bathroom. And he said, why do you say you find Jesus in the bathroom? He said, because every day my dad is knocking on the door and he says, Jesus Christ, are you still in there? Have a blessing. Hallelujah. Let's praise the Lord today. If you're able, praise the Lord with me. Stand on your feet. Let's give God some praise. Why? Because he's worthy. We serve a worthy God. And for that, we ought to give him the praise. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. Now listen. Lord, you're worthy. Lord, you're worthy. And we give you. And we give you the praise. Lord, you're worthy. Lord, you're worthy. And we give you. And we give you the praise. You're always making a way. And we're worthy. 
every Sunday he shows up for us we just want him to release his power so we say Lord Lord we will thank you now and your mighty power and your awesome majesty come on let's express it Lord, we come upon us now and release your power. Put the words on the screen and let your presence fall. We want you to be able to sing these songs with us together. Say, Lord, we proclaim you now. Lord, we proclaim. And your mighty power. And your awesome majesty. Lord, come upon us now. 
and release your power and let your presence fall. Let's say that again, but this time let's lift up holy hands in this sanctuary and say, Lord, we proclaim and your mighty power your awesome majesty come upon us right now and release power of the Holy Ghost and let your As humble as we know how, let's cry, oh Lord, oh Lord. We cry, oh Lord, oh Lord. Release. Oh, and let, let
say it one more time with me, would you? Oh, Lord. Come on, pray this with me. Jesus Christ. Thank you. You all be seated. What an awesome privilege it is just to be together with the saints today. We thank God for bringing us safely through another week. There is not one single thing that we needed this week that we had to go without. Everything we needed the Lord has provided. We're grateful just to be here. If you survived any of the last three years, coming into the house of worship ought to be a little different for us now than it was 2019, we're grateful. Somebody is sick over here? Well, then let's do what saints do. Let's talk to our Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, we don't know what's going on, but you do. You are our God, you are our healer. You are our peace. You're in charge. And we lean on you now. And we ask that you would heal, touch, deliver in Jesus' name and for your glory alone. I thank you for victory now. 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 I thank you for it. I thank you for it. We know we're praying according to your will. So we know that we that you have heard us and we know that we have what we ask. It's in Jesus name. We thank you now. Let the church say amen. So be it. So be it. So be it. We know we're praying according to his will. We know that he hears us, right? That's what we studied last week. 
And if we know he hears us, then we know that we have what we ask. Already done. Somebody shout already done. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Good. We will let the professionals do what they do. And, uh, and we'll look for God to do what he does. <clears throat> Let me welcome those of you who are here, uh, welcome, worshiping here in the building. We are glad that you're here. We're glad that you've chosen to worship with us, especially if, uh, if you don't consider yourself a part of the Mount Calvary Nation. If you're visiting with us, we're really glad that you're here. We would love to see who you are and where you are, if you don't mind uh, standing and showing us, we'd love to see you. God bless you. God bless you, Mount Calvary. Make them feel welcome, would you? who are worshiping with us online. We're glad that you've chosen to worship with us uh, literally all over the world. We are worshiping together at this time and we're grateful for you. We're grateful for the technology that allows us to worship together virtually and we're grateful for the people behind the technology who make it possible every week for us to be together. Let me make just a few observations at this point in the worship experience. Um, don't forget, uh, young ladies, the Georgia Miller Conference will uh, take place next Saturday. That's March 11th at 10 a.m. The cost is $40 to register. Mount Calvary will pay that registration cost. Um, but we do ask that you would give a $5 deposit, uh, which you can get back uh, after you attend the conference. Um, that is on Saturday, March 11th at 10 a.m., and that is at Macedonia Baptist Church. Uh, Minister Ashley, would you stand? If you're, uh, if you're interested in going, you can see Minister Ashley, and uh, she will get you all taken care of. Let me see. Is Mrs. Gaines in the house? Mary Gaines, are you in the building today? 
or you're online. All right, she's online. I want you to know that Mrs. Mary Gaines this week celebrated her 92nd birthday. We're grateful. Happy birthday, Mrs. Gaines. We had no clue that you were even anywhere close to 92 years old. God bless you. Uh, I would that you would keep my mother in your prayers, uh, Mother Bobby Winston. I talked to her yesterday morning. She, she sounded awful and, uh, and took a COVID test yesterday afternoon, and she tested positive. Uh, so would you keep her in your prayers, please? Uh, also, um, I want you to know that the Dayton Baptist Pastors and Ministers Union uh, is getting ready for its annual citywide revival coming uh, April the 3rd through the 7th. There is a citywide choir. They are bringing the choir back. Uh, Brother Kenny Littlejohn is, uh, is over that. And uh, the, uh, the rehearsals begin tomorrow night at 6.30 at the Pleasant Green Church on Olive Road. Tomorrow night at 6.30 at Pleasant Green. Uh, Mount Calvary, I especially want us to be a part, if at all possible, uh, this year for the first time. I will be a part of it. Um, on for the seven last words service on Good Friday. Um, they've asked me to preach word number seven, uh, so I would love to, uh, to see some of Mount Calvary in that effort. Tomorrow night, 6.30 at Pleasant Green. Uh, check my phone. I would have to find my phone, Deacon. <laughs> yep. You want to just come tell me what it says? <laughs> I thought he looked like a preacher. Brother Ray Knight's brother, Bishop Robert Knight, is visiting with us today from Pensacola, Florida. God bless you, Bishop. God bless you, sir. Good. Um, Deacon Sandifer, are you around? Where are you? Oh, there you are. Okay, good. Uh, Deacon Sandifer's got something I want him to come and share with you. Uh, if you would give him your attention, let's welcome our lead servant. Good morning. Um, Pastor, a few years ago, about three years ago, uh, he preached a sermon. And his sermon was on Acts. And in that, um, it was Acts chapter 6. And what it said was that the church had a problem. And what the problem was, uh, it was growing. And it got to grow so much that um, the apostles were um, were not able to continue the study of the word and then to serve the people. The idea was to uh, look out among yourselves and find it said seven men. Okay. And that was the template for uh, the deacons for today. Okay. Uh, what we've done is we looked out uh, he asked people to submit names of people that you think if you thought that you uh, fit in there 
you know, uh, and then give us those names. What I would like to do is introduce you to uh, what we call our first deacon uh, training class here for Mount Calvary Nation. So I would like for the following men to come up. Calvin Rollins. Thomas Rutledge. Jerry Steele. Now, uh, we have one more uh, that's in the first class. And I said this is the first class that we have because we just don't stop there. You know, we're looking for people that are going to serve. The other name, unfortunately, he's not able to be here with us, but it's uh, Brother Rodney Birdsong. Now, you will, you will see them uh, throughout the church. They're, they're serving. Uh, what we are, and, and I'm sorry if I'm getting, getting farther away. Um, deacons are servants. That's what we are. You know, we're here to serve the congregation. And if you look among yourself, you see that we're actually growing. You know, uh, they will be in training. They're not, they're not deacons yet, but they're in training. All right. And what I want you to do is I want you to help me out. Okay. Uh, we tell them that um, people are watching. You know, they're looking at how you serve. You know, but I want you to do this for me. If you raise one finger, you know, everybody just raise one finger. Okay. Then what I want you to do is take that one finger and place it on your cheek. Okay. Okay. Now. Take that finger again, take it off, and I want you to place it on your chin. Okay. Now, what you see is some people place it on their cheeks, some people place it on their chins. You know, when I said when I said chin the second time, some people still placed it, you know, right here. Okay. And what we want you to know is that as as servants, there are people that will uh, listen to what you're saying as you as you serve them but also they're going to watch what they do you know thank you And would you all keep these men of God in your prayers as they, uh, as they embark on this journey? Good. Minister Scruggs, I think I have some certificates there I need to pass out. And then we're going to get ready to sing, lift every voice and sing. Y'all didn't think I forgot, did you? These people have completed new membership orientation and we are grateful to have them as official members. They all read the same uh, church membership 
certificate presented to Don Tress Chin in recognition of his successful completion of the prescribed requirements of full membership in the Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church that entitles him to all rights, benefits, and privileges of this fellowship. Brother Don Tress, where are you? God bless you, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome. Welcome. Especially welcome to Don Tress. Uh, he and his fiance are getting married a little bit uh, later in the year. I've been pastoring for 18 years. I've never done a destination wedding, but they're getting married on a beach and they're taking their pastor with them. <laughs> Listen, I can't even pretend that I'm not excited. All right. Uh, please forgive me if I mispronounce it. Cantana, be fair. God bless you. Welcome officially. God bless you. They're like, okay, good. Uh, Katrina Berg. God bless you, Miss Katrina. Welcome officially. Kayla Moorefield. God bless you, Miss Kayla. And welcome officially. Mahaya Stonemount. Stonemont. God bless you, Miss Mahia. Welcome officially. Yes, ma'am. And Cynthia Davis. Is Miss Cynthia here? All right. Praise God for adding to the family. Good. Uh, let's stand and get ready to sing. If, we, if you're able to stand, would you stand with us? The Johnson brothers, J. Rosamond Johnson. And um, thank you, James Weldon. And James Weldon Johnson, one pin to the other, put the music to this, what is now termed our Negro National Anthem 1900 down in Jacksonville, Florida. It was performed for the first time by 500 school children in a, uh, a, um, a program to honor President Lincoln's birthday. And, uh, and when it was presented at, in 1910, I think it was at the NAACP CP convention, um, it hit home so much that since it has become what is known as the Negro National Anthem. Um, if, I, I say it all the time, if ever there was a time when we as a people needed to learn and to pray these words, that time is now. That time is now. All right. Let's sing this uh, like the first verse says, lift every voice. Lift it until earth and heaven ring. All right. Come on, give us an intro and we'll sing.
You may be seated. Mount Media, you all ready? You got it. Hello, Mount Calvary. My name is Bethany Harbison, and here are your morning announcements. Today at 4 p.m., Mount Calvary will go on fellowship with Little Rock Baptist Church. The address is 649 Groveland Avenue. Again, the address is 649 Groveland Avenue. Come as we celebrate their pastoral anniversary. Pastor Sam will deliver the message, and the choir will minister in song. Mount Calvary will celebrate Mother Bobby Winston's 90th birthday with a birthday ball. The location will be at Sinclair Conference Center. The date will be September 15th at 6 p.m. The tickets for adults will be $40. Tickets for teenagers, $25. And tickets for children will be $20. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can see Miss Marilyn Rutledge in the lobby area. Also, Tickets Layaway is available. This month's Deacon on Call is Mr. Myron Sandifer and Mr. John Gibson. This is the congregation's link between you and the Mount Calvary family. The number to reach is 937-422-9849. That's 937-422-9849. This concludes our morning announcements. My name is Bethany Harbison. You have a blessed one. Praise the Lord, everybody. God is good. And he knows our situation. We need mercy. Every day I pray for mercy that suits my case. Raise your hand if you're standing in the need of prayer. Make no mistake. No matter what you see, know this one thing. God can. Testing.
You see, you got to say that with confidence that he will come through. Lord, do it. Lord, do it for me. And when it seems like there's no way, he'll make a way out of no way. Lord, do it for me. certain woman who had an issue of blood for 12 long years she suffered she heard that Jesus was in the midst of the crowd. She said, one touch, one touch of his hem of his garment, and I'd be made whole.
you can make a way out of no way. Lord, please do it for me. I need you. I know you're able. It's in your will. Lord, do it for me. Welcome home. Yes. Hebrews 4, starting at verse 14. Here's what it says. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. You may be seated. I think the King James Version says at verse 16, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. This morning, uh, did I see Miss... Uh, Minister Francis Wright Pate. She step out for a minute. Okay, no problem. This morning, as we come together to celebrate the Lord's Supper, we have come to remember our Christ. When Jesus was celebrating.
the Passover with his disciples. They were reclining there at the table. According to Luke 22, he took bread and he gave thanks for it. He broke it and said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And as we come all this time later, we still come to the Lord's table in remembrance of what Jesus has done for us. Sin had left a crimson stain. And from the earliest of time when man first sinned against God in the Garden of Eden, blood was required. You remember after Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit after they had sinned against God, their eyes were opened and they realized that they were naked, so they made for themselves clothes. They made garments, coverings out of fig leaves. And when they heard the Lord walking through the garden in the cool of the day, they tried to hide. God said, as if he didn't know already, where y'all at? And Adam said, we heard you coming and we tried to hide because we were naked. And the Lord said, who told you that you were naked? You all ate from the tree that I told you to leave alone. Long story short, the Lord handed out some consequences to the serpent. He said, you're going to crawl on your belly and eat dust. And the woman that you deceived, her seed is going to get you. You'll bruise his heel, but he's going to crush your head. And then he turned to Eve and said, because you've done this, childbirth is going to be difficult for you. And you're going to, you are going to want to run things, but I'm going to let your husband rule over you. And to Adam, the Lord said, you're going to eat plants from the ground, but the ground is going to be cursed. It's going to have thorns and thistles because of you, and you're going to have to work hard just to survive. And then in... Winston translation, the Lord said, let me take care of these ridiculous outfits y'all made. <laughs> so as a result of sin, as a covering for their unrighteousness, the Lord made garments of skin. In other words, animals had to die. In other words, the blood of an animal was required to cover Adam and Eve. And that's the way it's been since the original sin. Miss Paula, welcome home. Then when the Lord gave Moses the system of how his people could deal with their sin problem against him, he set it up so that blood would have to be shed to cover the sins of the people. Y'all have heard it before. Under the old covenant, the high priest offered sacrifices for sins on behalf of men in relation to God. He was the mediator. He was the go-between between God and the people. God would come in judgment because of the sins of the people, and the high priest would stand in their place offering sacrifices 
sacrifices that satisfied God's justice and demonstrated his mercy by punishing an innocent animal in place of a guilty human being. Once per year, on what is called the Day of Atonement, the high priest would enter into what was known as the most holy place, the place where the presence of God was, so that he could place the blood of sacrifice on the Ark of the Covenant. It was necessary because somebody had to deal with the sins of the people before a holy God. And I've got news for you this morning. The requirement has not changed. He's still holy and blood was still required. From the beginning, blood was required. In the Old Testament, blood was required. Uh, Reverend Lloyd Hayes of the Greater St. John Church, he says it like this, for creation, it cost God breath, but for salvation, it cost him blood. Thank God for Jesus, who shed his blood once for all, as our great high priest, so that when we come to God, we can come Boldly, And on our way to the table with last week's lesson still in our minds from 1 John chapter 5 where we talked about boldness in prayer. If you'll allow me a little while this morning, I want to preach briefly in this little communion meditation from this subject, come boldly. Come boldly. There are several reasons that the writer of the Hebrews the writer of Hebrews gives us as to why we can come boldly before the Lord. Let me point them out quickly and we'll head on into the Lord's Supper. First of all, we can come boldly before him because number one, he is superior. He is not just high priest, but Hebrews 4 calls him the great high priest. Great. Uh, That word in the original text, when you're talking about mass or weight, it's great. When you're talking about measure or length or height, it's long. Uh, When you talk about number or quality, it's abundant. If you talk about stature or age, it is old, right? Uh, The Bible says he is from everlasting to everlasting. You can't get any older than that. He is powerful. He is excellent. He is our great high priest. Hebrews uh, chapter 1 starts out by telling us that he is greater than the prophets. By the time you get into chapter 1 and into chapter 2, he's greater than the angels. Uh, Chapter 3 and the beginning of chapter 4 says he's greater than Moses, the lawgiver. And chapter 4, verse 14 to the end of chapter 5 says he's greater than Aaron and the other high priests of Israel. He is our great high priest that passed into the heavens right? The other high priests, they could only go into the most holy place. They were the only ones allowed in there into the presence of God. Once a year, they would go in and they would offer sacrifice and they had to do it every year because once wasn't good enough. But our high priest is greater He has passed through the heavens. He hadn't just passed through the veil of the earthly temple. He has passed the veil of the heavenly temple. The high priests of old, after they made atonement for sins of the people, they had to get out of the most holy place. They had to go in, do what they had to do, and get on out so they wouldn't die in the presence of a holy God. They had to keep it moving. That's why there was no chair in the temple or in the tabernacle because they had to go in, do what they did, get out so they wouldn't die. But the Bible 
Bible says in Hebrews 10 that our great high priest, after he made one sacrifice for all time, he sat down at the right hand of God, finished once for all. He doesn't have to re-die every time you sin. He is our great high priest. He's superior. And the, the writer says, just so you don't misunderstand who I'm talking about, this is Jesus, the Son of God. Did you see what the writer wrote? Jesus, the Son of God. Not, not just Mary's baby. More than David's son. More than Abraham's seed. He's the Son of God of God. There is nobody like Jesus. Nobody was born like him. Nobody lived like him. Nobody died like him. Nobody got up like him. And nobody's coming back like him. <laughs> he is Jesus. He is the son of the living God. He's superior. He's better. He's greater. He's more effective. He is our great high priest. I'm trying to hurry up. So let us hold fast our profession. Can I tell you something that I believe that the writer included this for? I think that, that the writer included this because it acknowledges that even for those who know the great high priest, even for those saints of the most high God, there is sometimes, there may be a temptation to let go. The writer of Hebrews would not have felt compelled to write, hold on, if there wouldn't be sometimes a temptation to let go. But we are instructed to hold fast to our profession, to our confession of faith. I know that you can't say amen too loud right there because you don't want any of the other saints to know that there are some things that you used to hold fast the confession of your faith the profession of your faith and then after a while it didn't happen and didn't look like it was gonna happen and so you say well maybe this just ain't for me and the writer of Hebrews says don't let what you say you believe go would you help me please and tell somebody don't let it go Hold fast to what you say you believe. What is it that you say you believe? What is the profession of faith? Here it is. I've told you before. The profession of our faith is Jesus is Lord. Text already told you he's superior, he's better, he's greater. He is Lord. You got a sin that you just can't seem to get past? Jesus is Lord. You got a habit you can't seem to break? Jesus is Lord. You have a river that seems uncrossable? Jesus is You have a sickness that the doctors don't know what to do with? Jesus is Lord. You got a child that's going down the wrong path? Jesus 
is Lord. Hold on to the profession of your faith. Why? Not only because he's superior, but number two, check this out, he's sympathetic. I don't know about you, but I thank God that somebody who is as high and holy as the Lord can relate to somebody like me. <laughs> it's in the text. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He is touched. He cares. In the Greek, the word is sympateo, right? He sympathizes. He understands our weaknesses. Jesus knows all about our struggles, right? And we all have them. The writer of Hebrews calls them our infirmities, our weaknesses, our weak points, our frailties, our vulnerabilities. May, listen, we may not all have the same ones, but we all have that button. And Jesus understands. He was in all points tempted like as we are. The very human part of Jesus suffered the same types of temptations that we do. The same threats on our weaknesses that we endure, Jesus endured. But the important part, the part that keeps him Jesus, the part that keeps him Savior and Messiah and Lord, the, the part that separates his dealing with it and ours is the rest of the verse which says he is yet without sin. because he couldn't be our savior and a sinner. But thank God we have a great high priest who cares and who understands. With that in mind, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Here the writer of Hebrews makes an implication that we can't overlook and it's our final point today on our way to the table. Not only is our great high priest superior, we can come because he's superior, we can come boldly because he's sympathetic, but finally we can come boldly because he's sovereign. He is the king of kings. He's in charge. He can do whatever he wants to do, however he wants to do it, whenever he wants to do it, wherever he wants to do it. He's sovereign. Listen to the writer. He says, let us come boldly to the throne. Stop right there. Last I checked, the only one who sits on a throne is the king. Paul called him the only potentate and king of kings and lord of lords. What a privilege since he cares and understands all about us. What a privilege we can come boldly to his throne. Listen to me. If we understood the ministry, if we truly understood the ministry of our great high priest, I believe that we would pray more, check this out, and our prayers would be bolder. If we understood who he is and what he's done, we would really use the privilege of prayer. The text says, come boldly to the throne. Come boldly to the throne. It is, notice here, a throne of grace. Lots of references to throne of God in the Bible, but here is the only time it is described as the throne of 
grace. You remember Isaiah uh, in, the king, in the year that King Uzziah died. You all remember that? He said, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. He was high and lifted up. His train filled the temple and, uh, and the angels were going back and forth singing to each other, holy, holy, holy. You all remember that? And when Isaiah saw the throne, it led him to say, my lips are dirty. That was a throne of judgment. When Isaiah saw it, he said, I got a dirty mouth and everybody else around me. That was a throne of judgment. But here, the writer of Hebrews describes it as a throne of grace, a throne of goodwill, a throne of loving kindness, a throne of favor. That's why it says, let us draw near. Um, sometimes the temptation is we don't think that we have, or pardon me, we know that we have stepped out of line or haven't done what he said to do or did something that he said not to do. And so it makes us timid in approaching him, right? It's like you were with your parents when they had been gone and they told you to do something. If you did what they told you to do, then when they stepped in the door, you ran to meet them. But if you were disobedient when they stepped in the door you kind of shied away and waited for them to find you but the writer of Hebrews calls this the throne of grace because our God already knows that you didn't do everything you were supposed to do but it's a throne of grace a throne of loving kindness a throne of mercy and he says come here baby and it says let us draw near we can come because he's our great high priest any of us are y'all listening to me all of us who wear his name can come boldly at some point in this walk of faith you're going to have to come to the maturity that says, I love you, pastor, but I don't need you to go for me. I can go. I don't need smoke and incense to carry my prayer. I can go. I don't mean no harm. I don't need Mother Mary to take my prayers. I can go. I don't need the patron saint of whatever to take my plea before the Lord. I can go because Jesus is our great high priest. We can come boldly, not timidly like a slave before a master, not scared like a beggar before an unfeeling stranger, not fearful like a guilty criminal going before a harsh judge, but boldly. I stand in Jesus. That word boldly literally means, are you ready for this? It literally means freedom in speaking. Unreservedness in speech. It literally means openness, frankness, without hiding anything. In other words, because he's superior, because he's sympathetic, because he's the sovereign, there's nothing that you have to keep from him. 
there's nothing too big for him, nothing too small for him, nothing too hard for him, nothing too easy. Listen, there is nothing that you can't go to God with. You can go and tell him what's on your heart. Tell him what's on your mind. It is a fearless confidence. It is a cheerful courage. It is a settled assurance that he loves me and he's able to do what I've asked. I've told y'all before, one of the difference between me and my siblings, uh, some of you who are newer don't know that I am the youngest of five siblings, and, uh, and there is a difference between uh, my, yeah, all of them, all of my siblings and me. And here is the difference. Can I tell you what it, what it is and what it was growing up? Here's the difference. I wasn't afraid to ask for anything. I believe I was 12 when I had the audacity to ask my parents to buy me a baby grand piano. And it took them two years, but when I was 14, I got it. I heard that my sisters were talking to each other and one of them who shall remain nameless was complaining. And Sam get all this stuff. And the other one who has always been my defender said you'd get it too if you just ask. Difference is Sam believes that his daddy loves him and that he's able to do what he asks. All I'm trying to tell you is that if you know your daddy loves you and if you believe he's able to do whatever it is, then you won't mind asking. God, the doctor said they can't do nothing about it, but I know you can. The teacher said they can't do nothing about him, but I know you can. The lawyer said that's just the way it is, but I know you're able. I thank God for the old saints who are sleeping with Jesus now. Deacon Joe Tucker used to say it like this every time he got the microphone. Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Come boldly. <laughs> Unreserved in speech. If thee and thou is what you say, come with thee and thou. If it's Lord, help me come with that. <laughs> but come boldly because he loves you and he's more than able. The Bible says he's able to do, I'm trying my best to contain myself and go eat. He's able to do exceeding <laughs> abundantly above all come boldly and there you'll find mercy and grace to help in your time of need when you need it you'll find it let me see if I can help you understand and I'll get out of your way. My first bank account was with Citizens Federal Bank. Y'all remember Citizens Federal? It 
was a long time ago when banks were only open at the time that nobody could get to them. <laughs> Back before automated teller machines, before Cash App connected to your account. At that time, many of us were able to keep a little money in the bank because you couldn't get to it all the time. Ah, <laughs> uh, but now, with every account, should you choose, you get an ATM and a PIN number, an ATM card and a PIN number, you get a Visa debit card, uh, you, you show now that you are an account holder and you have that card that you can connect to your phone and you have access to whatever you need right when you need it. That's what the writer is saying when he says you can come to the throne of grace and find mercy and grace to help in the time of need. Because of Jesus Christ, our great high priest, we are now account holders in the bank of heaven. And whenever I need him, I can call him boldly. If I need him early in the morning, I can call him. If I need him in the middle of the day, I can call him. If I need him in the middle of the night, I can call him. In the Greek text, the word used here means seasonable. You know what that means? That just means on time. Somebody shout, he's on time. <laughs> can I get one witness that he is always He's always on time. Can I help you to be free today? He's rarely on schedule. But he's always on time. If you're anything like me, I pencil God in. I, I need you to go to the doctor's office on this day at this time. I, I need you to go see about my son on this day at this time. I need you to send me an extra check on this day at this time. I try to pencil God into a schedule. But one thing I'm learning is that he's rarely on schedule. But he's always on time. So why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven and home when Jesus is my portion? A constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow and I know that he watches me. So what are you fretting about? Why are you so upset? What are you worried about? His timing is always the right time. Sometimes it's before the storm. Sometimes it's while you're in the storm. And sometimes it's after you think the storm is over. But he's right on time. I know I'm in the word. Ask Noah. He came to Noah more than a hundred years before the flood but it was the right time he showed up for the Hebrew boys while they were in the furnace 
but it was still the right time. He didn't show up for Mary and for Martha until after Lazarus was already dead, but it was still the right time. You can't hurry God. No, no. You just have to wait. You gotta trust him and give him time. No matter how long it takes. He's a God that you can't hurry. But he'll be there. Don't you worry. He may not come when you want him. But he's always He's always <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Come boldly. him what you want. Come boldly. Come boldly. Because there is enough grace and enough mercy to help you right when you need it. Lord, I'm not worthy. He knows. But I got news for you. You say, I'm not worthy. He said, you were worth giving my very son. You were worth giving my very son to die. Lord, I don't deserve for you to do this. I don't know. I don't know if you do this for me. You say, I don't deserve for you to do this. He says, I thought enough of you. Anybody in here have a son? would it take for you to give that son for somebody else to live think about that can you feel that pain can you feel how strong that is if you were to give especially if you only have one unique one of a kind only begotten do you know what it would take to give his life for somebody else who wouldn't even appreciate it really and God says 
while you're talking down about yourself and while you're thinking about how unworthy you are and how much you don't deserve what I'm willing to give you do you understand that I gave my unique one of a kind only begotten son for you that's how much you mean to him so come boldly you got it then let the church say amen Seeing then, we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. Let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which is not touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was tempted just like us but without sin. So, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace and find mercy and grace to help us in the time of need. I pray that you are convinced to ask God for anything because he can do anything. Anything. I have seen the Lord bring people back to their right minds. I've seen it. I've seen people take an AIDS test to come back positive and so they take another one and another one to make sure and the saints get to praying and then the tests come back negative I've seen it 20 years ago my mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease 20 years. I've seen it. I've seen somebody's heart stop beating, fall down dead, and the saints start praying. I have seen somebody be addicted to drugs for decades and the Lord deliver I've, I've seen there's nothing he can't do not one single thing that he can't do I'm just trying to get you to come boldly that's all ask for what you want Ask him to give you your heart's desires, give, to give your heart what to desire. 
so that when you ask, you don't ask amiss. And ask him, he can do it. All right? Okay. Please don't give up. Please don't give up. Keep asking. He's able. Let's offer the invitation. If there's anybody here who is not sure that you're saved, you're not sure that you're going to spend eternity with God, I've got good news for you today. Check this out. God loved the world. That's everybody without exception. He loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's good news. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world through him might be saved. And if you're here and you're not sure you're saved, would you come this way? If you're here and you're not sure where you're going to spend eternity, can I tell you, you're not too dirty. You haven't been gone too long. You haven't gone too far. If you're breathing, you have an opportunity to get it right with God through Jesus Christ. And you can't get it right without him. Here's what the Bible says. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. If that's you and you're here in the building, would you come this way? If you're online and you know you need to be saved, you're ready to give your heart to Christ, put it in the chat. Send us a direct message. Somebody's monitoring right now. They'll get back with you very shortly and tell you how you can be saved today. That's the first call if you're not sure you're saved. Second call is this. You're saved already. You know where you're going to spend eternity, but you know the Lord wants you in this place as your church home. If this is where God is calling you, would you come now? If you know the Lord wants you here, we need you here. Come on. Come on. If you're online, you know the Lord wants you to be part of the Mount Calvary Nation, then let us know. Put it in the chat. Send us a direct message. Somebody's watching for it right now, and they'll get back with you. Those two calls. If you are not saved or you know the Lord wants you here, come now. Come now. That Jesus, come on. Shed.
Miss Deb looks like we need to sing it one more time. Come on. It reaches. Yes. It reaches. They want us to join, wants us to join in prayer. Your daughter's name is Marcleta, Marcleta, Marquita, Marlita, I'm sorry, Marlita Tony. Would you add her to your prayer list? Also, one of our members, Carol Williams, her uh, grandson was run over by a car this past week and they are asking that we would keep the family in our prayers also Miss Betty Joseph she was moved to hospice uh, earlier this week let's keep Miss Erica and the girls and Miss Betty in our prayers as we come boldly as we come boldly alright let's get ready to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. If this is your first time communing with us, we do practice here at Mount Calvary what is known as open communion, that is to say, you don't have to be a member of this church to partake with us. What we do ask is that you would do as the Apostle Paul has commanded, and that is that you examine yourself. You are not examining yourself to see if you have sinned since the last time we took the Lord's Supper. The examination is to determine where you are in relation to what Jesus has done about that sin problem. If you are a part of God's family through Jesus Christ, no matter what household, you are welcome at the Father's table. Thank you, sir. If anyone who's been overlooked, anybody who's been overlooked 
The deacons will serve you now. Thank you, sir. Got one over here. He's coming, Miss Linda. Bishop, um, as a as a bishop in the Lord's Church, would you come up here with me, and you can uh, you can pray with us? Yes, sir. Brother Knight's brother, Bishop Knight. Yeah. Glad to have you, sir. Yes, sir. Honored. Two more right here, uh, Brother Gibson, Miss Jordan, man. Come on, come on over, Bishop. God bless you, sir. served who wishes to be. Good. Bishop Knight is going to lead us in prayer and then we'll partake. I've only got one son. I was supposed to be here today. God knows when and where. And he has spoken through this man of God servant yesterday my son heart stopped three times <clears throat> but the Lord said come boldly I just left the hospital and when I walked in and said Rob his eyes came on Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, glory to God, continue to pray for Rob, come bold before the throne, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the many blessings you have bestowed upon us, both great and small. Thank you for this man-servant being used to minister to this people. 
thank you for the privilege now we humble ourselves to partake of your broken body and your shed blood bless us one by one name by name we'll give you the glory we'll give you the honor for we ask it in Jesus name everybody said amen on the night that Jesus was betrayed he took bread he gave thanks he blessed it he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said this is my body given for you now take and eat all of it Likewise, after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it his, to his disciples and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for the remission of sins. Now take and drink all of it. And we thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Hallelujah. Get at four o'clock, we'll go over to the Little Rock Church, 649 Groveland Avenue, where it all started for the Mount Calvary Church. And uh, we will be there with Pastor Brownlee for his anniversary. I'll be preaching, the choir will be singing. Brother Little John, thank you for blessing us today. And uh, and choir, you all y'all are amazing. I love you. And, uh, and I'm so proud. Brother Craig, you're doing an excellent job with them. Excellent job. We're bringing choir back. If you want to join this group, I'm sure Brother Craig will, uh, would love to have you. If you can carry a tune in a bucket. And um, <laughs> gotcha. But you can see him. Whatever he says goes. All right. If there is uh, nothing further, remember that we are not, uh, we're not dismissing by row anymore. Uh, the ushers will not be dismissing you after we have given the benediction, then, uh, then you are free to go. I won't be back to the back today um, to, to greet everybody. I need to go and get ready for, uh, for four o'clock. All right, if you would, if you're able, would you stand? Oh, we haven't done off. Come on, uh, Minister Scruggs. I, I apologize. Minister Scruggs is going to tell you about how we can give. We would not come before the Lord empty-handed. Thank you,
guys can have a seat for a minute. I have to be obedient. When Pastor spoke today, and he offered Christ, I felt that there were some people that were holding back, not wanting to be ashamed, especially some young people. I, I just need to encourage you don't be afraid to give your life to Christ and the reason I say that I think about I lost a cousin this weekend physically fit mentally alert has always been in athletics taught athletics over in France. He went over there after he graduated from college to play professional ball. And he did, his son is now playing professional ball over there. He was in a car accident earlier this week and recovered from that with no problems. And went to work Friday walked in the door of his building and dropped dead. A lot of times we think we have time. We think because we're young that we have time. Look at the football player that dropped dead on the field playing. He was young, whole life ahead of him. But God restored him. So if you are out there, and I know you're out there because God put this in my spirit while sitting over there. If you have not giving your life to Christ. Don't walk out of this building today without doing so. Please, please, don't do it. Don't do it. And that's all I'm going to say. We've got ministers that will be here that can minister to you, guide you through and all, but don't leave this building. I don't know who I'm speaking to. Don't leave this building without giving your life to Christ today. I've got a funeral I'm doing later on this week of a young man. Time is short. Time is short. So if you have not, don't leave here today without, I don't know who I'm speaking to, but it's in my spirit. Don't leave this building 
without giving your life to Christ. All right, we're going to offer. We have several ways that we give. We have text to give, which is 855-908-0710. We have cash app, which is the dollar sign, M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C. We have Givelify, which is an app on your phone. You just have to go and bring it up, and then you just tap, give, and you're done. Now, there's not only the tithes that God asks us to give, but we are asking you to give to the Benevolence Fund, which helps those here in our congregation and those in the community that may need a little extra support. We also have the Building Fund for the BJ Community Center. Now, we want to see the center get done before Sister Bobby get up out of here. And now, so we want to make sure that we give and support the building fund so that we can get this job done. Okay? All right. Now, you may stand for the benediction. And it's going to come from 2 Peter today. And it says, Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, uh-uh, forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the errors of the lawless and fall from your security. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, now and forever. Amen. Have a blessed week.